0: well hello there scrollies listeners team Ratnado, or just rat or just rat you know whatever you want to call me and uh i'm here with the co-host that you all know most
1: checkmate rat wait no king me no uh uh go to jail uh Parcheesi! one of those one of the yahtzee yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey it's squat cobbler coming at you how are you guys doing today are you are you feeling good are you, uh, are you are you ready to sit down with the squad and crack open a cold one and a cardboard box?
0: Hosker, do I? Well, we—I mean, that was the that was the bit we should have had. Squad of just like naming off all the different games because, as you saw from the title, we got a very interesting, uh, be- kind of a different step for us. But I feel it's in the wheelhouse of Scrollies.
1: Scrollies is a games podcast. It just happens to be ninety-five percent video game conversations. So that's on us. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> But uh, all, all, all games are fair game, and uh, none more so than board games, as we'll be talking about shortly.
0: Yeah, and, and exciting ones, too. That's not B-O-R-E-D. It's the other kind, where you play them on a board, usually. And we have a friend, I think a new friend of the of the uh, podcast, uh, someone that Squat knows. Welcome to Scrollies Podcast, Ryan! Hello, thank
2: you for having me. I'm uh, definitely in over my head here, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> I'm going to pretend like I know everything about everything for a brief 45, 30, 45 minutes and then <laughs> panic
1: later. Ryan's forgotten more about board games than me and Ratnado have ever learned uh, combined.
0: That That's pretty true. I'm not a huge board games guy myself, but I think in my youth I played a lot. The game has changed. The board game has changed lately in the past, say, I don't know, 10 years where board games have just skyrocketed, right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, welcome Ryan, this is Scrollies, uh, this is a, a, a step out of the usual for us, and I think our discussion today is going to encompass a lot of stuff that doesn't necessarily take a console, or uh, say a, a TV, or anything like that, but still very much requires developers, requires playtesting, requires all these kind of things, just for the sole purpose of entertaining us, in, uh <laughs> entertaining us and making sure that we have a fun time. Board games. Maybe we start off with a question of maybe your first board game or your favorite board game. Ryan, would you like to start us off? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, that is a good question. I have been
2: trying to think of an answer for this question for a long time. Uh, I don't have one, uh, which uh, is, is never a good place to be when you start with like, you know, I know everything. I don't have a clue what. As far as a first board game goes, um, I do not remember my first board game. I always grew up like playing Risk a lot. And I love Risk. And even now, I've got like 15 different versions of Risk. Um, but I will say there's a game uh, made by um, Plaid Hat Games called Dead of Winter. Uh, it was a early 2010s game. It's a zombie apocalypse mm. survival board game. And I bought it half off Barnes & Noble once, and I was like, oh, this looks fun. And it was such a deep dive into complex game mechanisms <laughs> that I wasn't ready for. And apparently that was the gateway drug of board games That's for all me. it took. Uh, yeah. Of just... Yep, and so, you know, i say there's, like, tiers of games. There's, like, your Monopoly and your Uno and your Sorry, They're Your mainstream off-the-shelf ones.
0: The one you can play with. Yeah, yeah, anything that exactly. Parker Brothers makes. <laughs> what, what do you bust out and play with your family on a when the uh, power's out? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The ones
2: that somehow ruin friendships more but only cost you 30 minutes <laughs> instead of 5 hours. Uh, and then I think you got your mid-tier games. You know, I would call a Risk a mid-tier game because it's three hours and yep. you lose friends over it. And then you got your Ticket to Ride and your Carcassonne and your uh, other yeah. ones like that. Uh, there's a couple more big ones: uh, Catan, Settlers of Catan. Um, you know, I call those like as far as as far as the game recent games. Uh, You know, the the boom in recent games, those are definitely the catalyst for those. I would say those three games specifically. Uh, And then once you get into, like, it takes 45 minutes to set up, that's when you're in, like, the deep end. Uh, and I accidentally jumped right into the deep end instead of, of winter, but I highly recommend it if you're looking for a good gateway drug. Uh, as far as a favorite game goes, uh, like I said, that's a hard question. There's so many games that I like, and I won't I won't just list off games <laughs> for a while. I could do that. I could just list, but uh, uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll just stick with. Um, there's one that I that we got. Uh, it's called War of the Ring. It is a Lord of the Rings board game. Uh, it is a it's one of those. It takes 45 minutes to set up, probably five hours to play, and you just have an all out war with uh, forces of evil versus the forces of good in Middle Earth. Um, and there's two different ways to win for each team and it was it definitely appealed to my risk love of I want a warfare game but this is a more complex version of it and um, we bought this game it's like it was like $100 retail I think we got it for like 75 in 2020 of course 2020 has been a, I'll, I'll yeah. mention 2020 again um, and then this game we, we played this war game this heavy war game for like five hours and we ended it and we were like let's play again <laughs> And we played again in the same day, and that's when I was like, "That's got to be my favorite game ever." You, you don't finish a game like that and spend the rest of the yeah. day playing the game, but it, it absolutely was. Um, I would say another. I'll only mention these. This two uh, is a game. Uh, there's a uh, uh, Fantasy Flight Games. In case I forget to mention Fantasy Flight Games, big developer right now, more of the mainstream developer. So if you're if you're trying to support indie games and you see Fantasy Flight, you know that's not what you're going <laughs> for. But I love Fantasy Flight Games. Uh, they have they have so much they put out, and they have pretty much a monopoly. <laughs> uh, on everything HP Lovecraft, and so you get all your Arkham Horror card games and your Cthulhu stuff, and they've got one version that's kind of like an Arkham Horror called Eldritch Horror. Uh, it's got a lot of expansions and uh, takes up way too much table space that we can't we can't even fit it on the table we play games on, uh, you know. But you can sit down and you play for four hours, and you lose, and you're like, well, let's try a different giant H one and see if we can lose worse <laughs> next time. And it's just so fun to lose. And then when you win, you just get this high of I think 2020 again. We played like we,
0: we set it up, and I think we had yeah. that
2: up for like three months before we put out a different game.
0: So th- there's there's my top two. I'll get off the pedestal now. You're touching on stuff that I I'm kind of familiar with a little bit. I can't say I'm the I'm the most decorated board games person, but like we're talking about like D and D and stuff is kind of in the same realm. So I'm familiar with a lot of these people and the, the idea of like takes us a type of person to be like five hours down, down the drain playing this game that we've lost at. We got to go again right now. I get yeah. that. Well, and
2: yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, it's funny that you say D and D too, because another one of the, the, the games that we fell in love with before I even was DM and knew anything about D and D the adventure system, D and D board games. There's uh so six standalones, one expansion, and then I think the Dungeon Command games are all compatible in yeah, some way. Yeah. I only have one of the Dungeon Command ones. They're hard to find now. But we got—we started collecting those because, you know, it sounds fun. It sounds like a light introduction to D&D. And it was perfect. It was, you know, you have your, your tiles and you've got your adventures. But instead of, like, 15 different things to keep track of, every hit points are reduced down to kind of six. Yeah. And so it's easy to keep track of. And that was that was definitely a catalyst for that type of gameplay for me absolutely. as well. Uh, so D&D, absolutely. There's lots of ways to get into board games there. And that's... I think, a wonderful cross between uh, tabletop and
0: the role-playing experience yeah, of it. 100%. Squark Cobbler. Uh, I'm ready for your storied list of best and favorite and first board games. Oh,
1: boy. Well, let me tell you, my favorite board game is Mario Party. No, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to say that I'm going to say names that aren't uh, among the mainstream, off-the-shelf list, but uh, li- like in all things, like Stouffer's, and uh, everything else. I am a basic bitch. I, I do yeah. tend to gravitate towards. No, no, just kidding. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I mean, certainly, certainly in childhood, I mean, it was, you know, just uh, the names you'd recognize. Uh, Sorry, Uno. I guess it's more of a card game than a board game. But, you know, Chips uh, and Ladders. Uh, the the classics, Chess and Checkers, that's probably the first ones that I actually learned to play. But, you know, I'd say honestly, Favorites it really comes down to, I think, the group you play it with more than the actual game itself, for me. Because there's been some great experiences playing a game, a board game, and then you're like, oh man, I want to I experience that again, that was so much fun. Then you play it again with like uh, either the same group at a different time or a different group of people, and it just doesn't capture the same magic twice. And you're like, ah, oh, okay, well, you know, just gotta, gotta, gotta vibe with the people, I guess. Um, but I, I feel like in recent years, uh, Ryan Ryan included, I've been uh, introduced to a number of these um, smaller-scale, independently-developed board games, uh, one of which uh, I guess is sort of mainstream. I've seen it in the store before, but uh, shout-out Doobie Teen, uh, rest in peace, a- a.k.a. Crash R- the Boys. Just kidding, they're different people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, House on Haunted Hill. It's like a more edgy version of Clue. Um yeah, really enjoyed that, much like uh, Ryan said in 2020, it was just a quarantine, you know, had to find a way to pass the time, so it was uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate just about every day for hours on end and uh, one of these days we, we set up House on Haunted Hill and had a really good time playing it among the the, uh, the casa. Yeah. Absolutely, and uh, not that I'm trying to plug a sponsor or anything, they just released their fourth edition,
2: I believe, last mm-hmm. month uh, and it's apparently um, a, a good improvement. Uh, I love it. Definitely some things they could work on yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what apparently they're doing <laughs> their editions for. So. How
1: do you tell the edition? Is it based on the color of the box? I know I played the, the green one. <laughs> you probably played 3rd
2: edition. 3rd okay. edition was the really one that kind of got really popular. Um, it Sometimes will say it on the box. A lot of them will say it on the box. Um or sometimes you just have to look it up and that's um but when you when you have to look it up that's the best thing if you look at like a game like everdell which i think is on board and geeks like top 100 um they released their second edition this past year and i was like oh gosh we just got everdell i have to update all my (laughs) stuff and i looked at the updated stuff and they made it compatible and i was like thank goodness for cross-compatibility. Um, I think Doctor Who, Time of the Doctor is another one. Huge, magnificent game with miniatures and planets and all these expansions, and they updated it for the new Doctor. I was like, crap, I do not want to have to deal... And instead, they just released a side expansion where you don't have to update the base game. And I absolutely was... I was so happy about that. And I, the reason I don't have 4th edition uh, House on the Hill is because I have the expansion for 3rd edition. Yeah. So I'm kind of waiting for that expansion to get re-released yep. for 4th yep. edition,
0: so we'll see. But, uh, you know, if, it, but if it doesn't say you don't have to worry about it good to know good to know and that what you're saying is the reason i'm not a bigger board game person because it is is it like you have to really invest and i already have so many like hobbies and i'm like oh man this is so much money this is bad i can't do yeah for sure when a board game comes out and like you've got to you've got to play this game like you bring it over and let's play it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and uh, Sean, it's funny that you
2: talk about card games, too, because obviously we're talking about board games, But uh, and I won't try to change topic too much until we talk about kind of recent board games, but you talked about kind of disqualifying card games, and that's fair. Card games are not that much like board games, but you can see a lot of the popularity resurgence in board games found in card games, and if you look at uh, Exploding Kittens, and oh, my yeah. personal favorite, Unstable Unicorns, two of the biggest um, Kickstarter successes for games of all time, they don't count. they're not board games you can get a playmat they're not board games you can lay out all the cards they're not technically board yeah. games but they have done such a number for board games that I can't discount them as amazing landmarks for how games are, are released today and the company in Stable Games is still releasing on Kickstarter because they just love the fan interaction and the engagement and I have, we have backed just every single game that they've put out in the last couple of years um, I just love the way they're dealing with things and they're actually releasing their first board game on Kickstarter uh, they just launched it in spring so can't long, can't back it now,
1: but keep an eye out for it because it should be out. soon. Good, good to hear, good to hear uh, man, you know, card games, board games they exist in a symbiotic relationship but today we're talking about the ones you need a well, board <laughs> to play with and uh, fair enough, fair none, enough nonetheless, yeah. nonetheless, uh, good to know um,
0: we, we, yeah. there's more content we need and we've got to stretch that out into another episode for card games we'll have you back on <laughs> <laughs> I'll pretend to know everything about card games all of a sudden,
1: yeah, totally <laughs> Granado, uh, how about yourself?
0: I think uh, the first one I can remember is Hero Quest, which uh, I think a lot of people know. And I was very young. My older brothers, who were about six and eight years older than me, much older, we had that old, you know, copy of it downstairs. I remember playing it. It's kind of like a light D and D as well.
1: Yeah, that um, had like physical models that you had to set up on the board, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Very like I, I remember like seeing Clue like years later and being like, oh, this is like Hero Quest, and being like, what? This is Clue. I'm like, yeah, but you got like the tiles and the rooms and the little things. It's like Hero Quest. Um, we want to play this alone, actually. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, whatever you say. Sure. <laughs> I've got my warrior figure right here. He's on my keychain. I can play you guys. Um, and I and I would say that's my favorite, probably, just because I have so much history with it. There's obviously the same like level that you're talking with. I feel like Hero Quest is the level of board game of like normal people don't have that in the board game shelf. You yeah. Know? Um, and then, a game that I still have, I still haven't played. And I, I love Firefly, uh, the Firefly board game. That uh, there's a three-hour video on YouTube that I have to watch in order to play. No, <laughs>
2: talk to me for talk to me for thirty minutes. I'll get you set it'll, up and start the bridge version. What, an, yeah. <laughs> um, as far as op- I'm going to call it an open-world game because there is there are goals in Firefly, but as far as like set up and you play however you want as my all-time favorite yeah. you, you have, you've got your like fallouts and um, others but i absolutely love firefly uh, just because of how much space it takes up and how long yeah. it takes and that sounds so backwards for people who are like i don't really want to spend yeah. that much or that much time or money on a game that's yeah. fair but I, i'm just like if i can sit down and i don't have to stand up for five hours i'm so happy to be in the game
0: um, I never win Firefly. <laughs> I'm happy to go back to I, it. I think that's my... That, that's like my biggest... One of my biggest nerd flexes is like, yeah, I have the Firefly board game. Do I have to play it? Kind of. I've watched 45 <laughs> minutes of the video. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough.
2: It's one of those games too. It's like there's so much to yeah. it. But you, you never... You don't need to know anything. You don't need to know half of it going in, but you don't know which half you don't need to know going Dingo. in. It's like everything has this tag at the bottom of this card, and you're like, do I need to know what kosherized (laughs) means when i'm in a fight no you don't
0: (laughs) but it it doesn't tell you what you need to not don't need to know so so yeah yeah, that that's that's a lot of my experience i mean um kind of what got me into that space too though like really quick i know we're not talking about card games and this is a plug for the card game episode down the road but uh the oregon trail board game and boss monster those are the things that i'm like hey i kind of like sitting at a table with other people and we'll talk more about those some other day, but uh, those—I'm uh, sure those like are kind of in your same wheelhouse, Ryan. You've heard of those before, absolutely. Yeah, both. I haven't. Honestly, I haven't played either. You know, I'm like talking
2: about how many games, and I've got plenty of games in my collection. As far as like time commitment goes, sometimes I'd rather set up one of the ones I already have than yeah. try a new one. And I admit that is not healthy for trying lots of games,
0: <laughs> but I, it's what I do. Yeah. Unfortunately, so it's like. Squat and I, I both probably have Steam and PlayStation libraries full of untapped games <laughs> that we've never touched.
1: This uh, this winter sale just came and went, and uh, I, I've <laughs> probably got another dozen that's just going to sit in the backlog for years.
2: <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. We went out after Christmas and we went to, like, a Barnes & Noble, and uh, they had uh, all of the new... I don't know if you guys have heard of the game Unmatched. Mm. No. Um, this is a game called Unmatched, uh, and... Uh, I think it's mondo games that actually makes it but it you can it's released anywhere and it is just based off of there's a fighter and a little deck of cards that that fighter has and a board and you just have to beat the other fighter but they're all based in like um, mythology or or um p- pop culture that's what i'm looking for and so you end up having like King Arthur versus the T-Rex from Jurassic Park versus, like, Daredevil from yeah. Marvel versus Bruce Lee. And I picked up the new sets because they were all half off, and I'm like, I've done nothing but play on match since then. <laughs> uh, and I, I like, like those because you can set up, and you're, you you set up,
0: and you're done playing, including setup, in, like, 45 yeah. minutes. Yep, 100%. Well, I mean... That's kind of. It seems like we've all have uh, varying levels of, of uh, board game knowledge and, and play with. Um, what kind of got you started? Why? Why? Uh, what drew you in? What was the first thing? And is this kind of like a new thing that you've gotten into recently? I will say, yeah, it's pretty fresh. Um, I like I said, growing up,
2: it was always Risk. I I liked Monopoly uh, and your Sorry's and your other generic Uno. Everyone has the, like. Everyone has all of those games. Uh, Clue. I've always loved Clue, but I, I had uh Scooby Doo Clue, and if you ever have a Clue and you don't like it, get Scooby Doo Clue. It at least feels like it should be Clue. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, um, you know, all the other all the other experiments of Clue, I don't think they work. But I love Scooby Doo Clue. But then, like I said, you know, Dead of Winter was a good Catalyst game, and D and D was a good Catalyst game, and those were like, oh, this is kind of interesting stuff. And then uh, 2020, yeah uh and in 2020 i was actually working in a restaurant and i was so i got to stay on through covid um which was great for pay and great for being alone but bored to death so i started writing a board game it was loosely based on dead of winter we've very moved away from those rules but i was like what if i just did a survival game set in a restaurant <laughs> and now we're like uh, less than a year away from launching And you know? since then it's just been nothing but growing game growing our game collection and trying different things and playing games and it's uh yeah, it's not good
0: for uh, free time, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's incredible. Um, you mentioned Dead of Winter, and that's a game I've always seen on the shelf, and, like, I want to get into that, um, like kind of like a zombie uh, survival, yeah. like a... I- yeah, I, I highly recommend it. There's 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 a couple big zombie games.
2: There's Dead of Winter and there's one called Zombie Side. Yeah. If you don't want to go broke, go with Dead of Winter. <laughs> uh, you know, if you want to go broke, go with ZombieSide, That's fine. Like, nothing against Zombicide. It looks really fun, but they just keep releasing stuff, and I'm just like, it's too much to keep track of. Dead of Winter has its core game, a standalone expansion, and one expansion that combines the two, which means if you have all three, which is, you're probably looking at probably 90 bucks for all three or something, which is a little bit high, but you can play with 11 players. Yeah. And sitting around, and I've done it a couple times, sitting around with 11 players with two different colonies trying to all survive the zombie apocalypse is absolutely nuts and some of the best gameplay I've <laughs> ever had in a group
1: setting. really real tells you a lot about a person, how they react in an apocalyptic setting. So. Absolutely. <laughs> um,
0: my favorite part about
2: playing with 11 players is that if you do that one player plays by themselves against the other 10 And it is so fun to watch them not care about anything else happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So if you have that antisocial person in the group, they'll really get a a good kick out of playing the Lone Survivor in Dead of Winter
0: that sounds really cool i've I've seen that makes me think of a mechanic i used to have one one of the team members on a team i managed way back when he was also super into board games and i remember there was like something i think it's kind of like that where the board game happens but it's like how many cards can you play how many things can you do where it almost like had like a starcraft feel to it when he was explaining to me very rts it's not well i'm gonna take my turn and then you take your turn and then you know we go around the table it's like no you have you draw cards and we just go until something happens and then stop. And so it's crazy to me how, um, not that board games are trying to mimic video games, but they've taken some of the like, mechanics and ideas and they've brought them to a table. And holy, I, I do, like, as we're talking about this, I'm getting hyped about board games. <laughs> no, and you're totally right.
2: You're totally right. Not a bad thing. You know, I love, I, I really love the elements that board games take from video games. And I think it's interesting to look at some of the some of the games I've looked at that I haven't enjoyed that much are board games that are directly based on video games that don't seem to work yeah. as well. And it's interesting to look at like, uh, I mean, this is an older video game, but Joust. We got the board <laughs> game Joust and I was like, oh, this will be fun to see how a board game does three dimensional elements doesn't really do it well at all <laughs> but if you look at like a lot of elements like your your um i mean essentially you're like mmorpgs or anything that's like you said starcraft related and i have starcraft risk and i don't think that's a good starcraft i don't think it's, it does the, the game justice but if you look at like twilight imperium that really does starcraft yes. justice and that's you know on board game geeks top 100 somewhere uh or you know um Talked about D and D. This is absolutely a plug. If you want a game that you can drop from a one-story building and kill someone with, uh, Gloomhaven, which you guys might have heard of, but probably haven't bought because the box is maybe. Oh, you guys can't see it's audio. It's a huge box. (laughs) Um, It's a really huge box. Uh, and we finally got it on like a Black Friday sale, and it was only a hundred dollars on sale. Wow!
0: wow <laughs> what a deal. But, but it is—I <laughs> I don't I want to know, know right? the, the real price tag. <laughs> oh no,
2: you don't. No, you don't. But here's the thing about this game too: if you if you love like you know your your your, your D style games, and you don't want to feel like you're playing DD, these guys have a world that they've created like from scratch entirely on their own. It takes like months to play through the campaign, so you don't feel like you spend a hundred dollars. And if you're looking for quality over quantity. Well, if you're looking for both... Um, so, I keep mentioning Board Game Geek, by the way. Board Game Geek's, like, the go-to for, for pretty much games. It's um, Currently ranked as number one on their, their website. So, that's why I'm like, Gloomhaven's a good one if you really want to just get just the top-notch deep dive game and never recover. <laughs> um, but, which I, but, but my point is, they definitely take that element of, like, how do you incorporate video game um, to the kind of the play of video games? And instead of... I mean, it's still turn-based, but instead of kind of like, okay... How do we get rid of rolling dice? And that game decided to say, let's not roll dice. You have actions on cards, but you have to choose between them, and you have to figure out what to play and what not to play and how to do things. And it re- kind of reflects like, what you can do on your turn, pretending that it didn't have turns, what you can do and what you can't do in combat in a, in a kind of RPG-style game. So I think it's, one, it's it t- takes a lot of getting used to, but it's a wonderful mechanic that they've done. Interesting.
1: Um, Sometimes board games will even beat video games to the punch Uh, Now Ryan, I I don't know if you Recall this, but I did have a very uh, Intense session Playing the Thing game Based on John Carpenter's movie Uh, And it was kind of a proto Among Us uh, experience Because I I don't think I've ever (laughs) been so uh, Felt so helpless In trying to convince people that I was not An (laughs) alien murdering monster And everyone thinking that I was Because I I was acting pretty sus
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Another, usually one of my favorite game experiences ever is playing the thing with people who've never played it. Uh, you played it at, 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 at my wedding, right? Uh, probably, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think we played yeah. it one too. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I love that game so much. What I love about the thing is, is the uh, like the, the, the idea of taking all the players and making everybody suspicious of each other, and it, it does have a turn as far as who's the like leading the group, but everybody plays at the same time, and everybody makes accusations, and everyone's yelling across the table while you're dealing with dice mechanics, and then the end of the game descends into this complete uh, bit of anarchy, where everyone's just voting, and it totally forgets it's a board game for one second as everyone's yelling across the table to see who's the thing and who's not the thing. And if you want like an hour version of Among Us, I highly recommend The Thing. If you like The Thing but you wish it were shorter, there's a game called The Resistance that is the exact same mechanics without the big board or the price tag that I, that I really enjoyed as well. I personally don't love it as much because, like I said, I like to sit down and spend sixty dollars and three hours playing it but if you want to sit down for 30 minutes and have a ten dollar price tag resistance is a great game there.
0: <laughs> but there there's the first yeah exactly you can upgrade eventually to the thing which squat cobbler knows is in my my top five favorite movies of all time
1: as it should be
0: <laughs> pretty uh, good i think
1: it's like
2: my number seven or something yeah. oh man
0: incredible
1: it, yeah. it's my number one favorite movie that takes place in antarctica i know i know <laughs>
0: Wow, I mean, they, that's they a, a out the swath of others, a prestigious <laughs> list. Uh, I, we might move on before we do that. I just want to like, are we all gonna like make a pact right now to go to Gen Con, right? The next Gen Con, are we all going?
2: Yeah, is sure. Yeah, tell me where. <laughs> is, that,
0: is that before or after
2: Ratcon? <laughs> <laughs> we're um uh, we're we're genuinely hoping to have a game to showcase at Gen Con. Really?
1: Ooh. But I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. Wow. Oh, uh, save it for the save so. it for the plug. He he's, yeah, he's got yeah, oh wait, oh wait, oh wait, oh wait, wait, yeah. We we, <laughs> yeah,
0: want, we yeah. want to make sure that yeah, right there so that people can go and check it right out, right then. But um I will say too, you know, uh, as far as conventions go, there are so many game
2: conventions at so many places, especially if you live like uh East Coast or in Tennessee apparently. Um <laughs> that you know, if you think if you think you're like, Oh man, I really wanna to go to Gen Con but I don't have money, look up look at little board game conventions near you. I bet there's one in a three hour time. Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah, no no doubt. for sure. No doubt. Um, you mentioned something about like video games. I feel like that was kind of a trend there for like 2017 to I guess 2020 to me, like the Bloodborne video game was like, I mean, I remember that came up um, and I kind of wish I had got it and I didn't. Um, I'm sure you could still pick it up somewhere nowadays, but it, it's kind of crazy that everything is just like you could do that. I, I have a few friends who have like, I'd like to make a board game. I don't know how, you know, like they haven't jumped super deep into it, but uh, it, it's it's popping. Yeah board games be popping yeah yeah absolutely if you yeah
2: and we're talking about um like like crowdfunding a little bit i mean kickstarter is where you get like your indie games but if you look at like game found which is really popular they kind of back everything that's big and they've got um your your dark souls games which i haven't personally played the dark souls games because i don't feel like getting my butt kicked (laughs) that badly by a game and i i lose games regularly and i don't feel like diving into it uh but they just released their elder scrolls game um and uh, we we we. The only reason we didn't get Elder Scrolls is because we backed the Witcher game that's coming out instead. And then Zoo Tycoon just came out, which is a big deviation Yo, from the game you were talking about. Oh my God. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm I mean, Zoo Tycoon right as a board game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about how great that sounds. um <laughs> We were like studying that, the, that the dinosaur expansion <laughs> yeah I mean nothing nothing says like I like board games like loving everything with little meeples uh, you know little wooden pieces we call them meeples and Zutakuna was like how many animal meeples are there 60 oh let's
1: go that's the best news I've heard this entire podcast I, I just gotta say it uh yeah Ryan I mean we're talking a little bit about it how how do you think the landscape uh, is changing right now with with uh, with just crowdfunding and with uh viral marketing because i mean for, for myself i feel like i watched a lot of uh, nickelodeon uh cartoon network disney channel growing up and i feel like just that's where you saw so many board games but they were like you know kind of the popular like mainstream ones and like and yeah. toys basically uh now there's yeah. just such a current of internet uh buzz around all these small projects that can just blow up huge i mean more of a card game than a board game in fact it's only a card game cards against humanity uh Huge, Absolutely. huge uh, online uh, funded and created game, and I mean, I feel like that's in just about every household now. So, where do you see it going uh, in the next five, ten years?
2: Oh, I think it will continue the trend that's going on. Like I said, uh, you know, if you if you if you track games like, you know, going back to late two thousands, you've got your Ticket to Ride, you've got your Catan, you've got your Carcassonne. Those are the games where people were like, we can play games that aren't Monopoly still and have fun playing these games and then now if you look at where we are with 2020 especially uh if you look at i mean not not i'm not gonna bore anybody with numbers we've done a lot of research into numbers for kickstarter and game found not interesting stuff to talk about whatsoever <laughs> but it's been the the success rate of games has been absolutely incredible since 2020 because people are not only just creating games but backing games because now you can just say What do I want from a game? Let me see if this game exists. It doesn't exist? Let me see if it's coming out soon. Oh, here it is. I want it before everybody else gets it. Let me back it. And the nice thing about backing it, once you back it and you pay for shipping, that's the cost of the game, except you're guaranteed to get it right away. Uh, And there's a lot of... I mean, obviously, a lot of it has to do with marketing, too. And we find out this about Zoo Tycoon because we open Facebook, and Facebook knows because it stalks you. But sometimes that's really... Sometimes we think that's terrifying, but sometimes we open Facebook and there's something we want, and we didn't know it existed. I mean... I won't get into that, but <laughs> you know, um, but a lot of it is marketing too. And you know, you look at if you follow, pe- pe- you know, um, board game geek, and you look at their Kickstarter pages, or if you just follow Kickstarter, or Game Found And part of it is just if you see a game you like, it you don't know if you want to get it, donate a dollar to it, yeah. and then you'll get notified about other stuff. Like there's there's really easy ways to keep track of this stuff too. Um, but part of it is uh, a lot of this too is some of the um, retail stores have done such a good job of keeping up with games. And I mentioned Barnes and Noble a lot, and Barnes and Noble hikes the retail up to the maximum price. And that is a little annoying sometimes, but you can also walk into Barnes Noble and find Wingspan and you can't walk into Walmart and find Wingspan. Yeah. Uh, some, you know, you, of course your little board game stores will have those, but it's nice that they have games that are like Steamforge games or um, Stonemeyer games and stuff like that. And then you walk into um, target as well. I, I weird plugging like such a big <laughs> thing, target target
0: does really, really well. Shout out target. Uh, we'll, we'll take a sponsor. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but, but Target has done such a good job of putting their games, uh, like, small games on shelves. And I love it. I absolutely love that they've done that. Uh, and so you get, I mean, so as far as crowdfunding goes, pretty much getting your distribution is another part of it. Uh, you know, if you, if you go online, you've got, like, Miniature Market. Miniature Market is every game you, you could ever want. If it's out of stock, they'll get it back in stock. Uh, there's two little stores somewhere in missouri but somehow they have like every game ever on their website because they do such a good job reaching out to people because you know and i get it you know you you put a game on kickstarter and people back it and your game is really successful and then you don't get rich so you can't put it at target Mm -hmm. that happens a lot and that's a bummer too but that's just that's just the way it is you have you know you shouldn't expect an unstable unicorn's amount of success for every single game games take a while to get big and you know you i was just talking about elder scrolls big game huge launch it's on miniature market now are we not going to be in stores for a couple of years because it just takes a while to get these things out especially with you know the good thing about 2020 is that all these people have this content and not only are they willing to make this content other people are willing to back this content the bad thing about 2020 is everything's taking forever so. yeah. uh we backed witcher in 2020 don't have it yet i'm patient i'm very excited uh you know it's uh if i'm not mistaken that's one of the biggest launches for our board game uh, on on kickstarter uh to date yeah think i have the facts to back that somewhere but i'm not gonna look them up so yell at these guys in the comments yeah Just yeah kidding. exactly um <laughs> The, yeah. So I think, but I think, I think the way it's going is absolutely going to be a lot of crowdfunding. And we mentioned this, I mentioned this earlier, but I adore the way Unstable Games is continuing to release their stuff on Kickstarter because they're really engaging with their audiences and they have, this is the newest game they have. They have a thing where if you've backed other games, you get extra stuff for this game. And that sounds like they're gimmicky, but it's actually really rewarding for people who have been following that company for a while. And they want the game, and they've liked everything they've put out. And their brand is really great. And so while they seem like a really big top developer, and unfortunately that's part of the way some of this is going, is you get big companies who are like, we're going to put our stuff out there, charge people way too much, and it's not going to be that good. But we're going to do it. And then once we launch our first game, everyone's going to be hooked. So we're not going to put any more on on crowdfunding platforms. And that's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen with everything. And you've got your big companies doing it. And sometimes they release great stuff, and sometimes they don't release great stuff. And, you know, that happens. And it was just a Dune game. And I was immediately excited because I was like, I love Dune. And they were like, from the designer from War of the Ring. And I was like, that's my favorite game ever. And I opened it up and they were like, this is just a miniature. This is this is because our miniatures look good and yep. the gameplay's not that good. And I'm not trying to mm. badmouth the game right, or anything right, like yeah. that. But, <clears throat> you know, there's, there's, there's people there that seem to be just using the, the services. But essentially that just comes down to there's so many options now that you, you can be discerning about what you want to play. Yep. Uh, and that's where I think we are is games don't have to be monopoly now it's really nice and um i'll transition just a little bit if if i'm not taking up too much time go ahead Um, but we were talking about games that you can play with a family and i've named games with a hundred dollar price tag or that take five hours to play not including setup and have two rule books to learn and that's not really what you want when you want to play with games with a family um and i would say there's there's a a big trend in games in the last couple of years called worker placement games, which you guys are probably familiar with as far as the game mechanics go, uh, which is just, you take a meeple and you put it somewhere and that's what that thing does on your turn. And the next turn you take a meeple and you do it somewhere. And a lot of these, you've got your deck building and oddly enough, going back to card games, magic, the gathering, not a board game. It's mechanics have made its way into every board game with deck building elements. Uh, i have no idea if magic the other was the first thing to do that or not i know nothing about it but i'm just <laughs> as far as popularity goes that's the one i'll yeah, throw out there yeah so yeah uh,
1: it's got all the cred from from all the other ones if it did
2: yeah <laughs> um
1: but you know if you if
2: you're looking at like uh and that's what's nice about about the game conventions too if you say like okay you got you, you, can, you can see the marketing on facebook you can go on kickstarter you can see the game you can see if you like the mechanics of it you can see if you like the company of it you can see that's all fine how do you know if you like the game or not um it just really depends on what you want from a game. And that's really nice to be in a position where we are now, where if you look at a game, uh, and that's where conventions come into Look at the games, look at what premiered at conventions. Look at where these games were. Look at, uh, you know, your games that came out in the last couple of years. You've got a game, uh, a little, I'll stop talking about card games. But we picked out... <laughs> yeah, yeah, same, same for the future episode. <laughs> I know, I know. I'll, you know, I'm not even going to mention it. Um, but if you look at like, you um, say, okay, what's the difference here in I want my Dune Imperium versus my Lost Ruins of Arnak? Both games taken out about an hour to play the worker placement pretty easy to learn yeah. and they're pretty good games as far as they feel complex but you don't have to rack your brain around them well if you want a, if you want a harder gameplay get Dune, if you want the best looking game of 2021 get Lost Ruins of because it cleaned up all the awards at the game you don't know that stuff if you don't go into it you don't know it's a, like the best looking game and that's a nice 45 minute play time uh, we play it and um, you know it's I don't think it's the greatest worker placement ever yeah. but it's really fun to get out and look at it and play it and put it away and there you go you, you, you know that's a family night kind
0: of game exactly yeah i i kind of have felt like that about board games honestly that in the last five or so years it's it really is like an aesthetic and like kind of in the way of like you, you know maybe a gen x or a boomer gets a, a coffee table book a board game is also kind of like a neat centerpiece to have of just like oh yeah that and there's something about taking out that new thing and just like taking off the mylar and opening it up and Oh, this shiny new book, and everything smells so nice and clean, and we're getting th- tokens out. Ooh, yeah! There's something so satisfying about that, and like breaking fingernails on trying to get the card decks open. <laughs> this conversation has reminded me of that feeling, and I'm like, I think I'm gonna go buy something. I don't know what. I like, I'm gonna go buy a board game to play with people, like right after them.
1: <laughs> well, on that note, uh, as we wrap things up, Ryan, uh, any recommendations? Uh, games, <laughs> I guess. I mean, you've named a bunch of them already, but like, oh, yeah, I guess yeah. I w- we'll just Let's say talk like, about uh, the one that matters. Yeah, the, the one, the one game to to rule them all, to bring <laughs> oh. to bring the whole squad together and and have a good time, guaranteed. My goodness, my goodness. Uh,
2: okay, okay. Stick to your work replacement, right? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention a couple different ones. I know you said one. <laughs> um, if you want a game that just everybody can sit down and play, uh, and you don't want to spend more than like 45, 50 bucks on a game, stick to your work replacement games. If you want a really nerdy game, get Dune Imperium. Dune is fantastic lore to build a game off of. don't want to get that nerdy if you want to just like a good looking game. Lost Ruins of Arnak, fantastic gameplay. Short, sweet. Um, You want a game that's like a really fun atmosphere. Um, Have you ever thought, what if a game could have a big wooden tree and tiny little rubber berries and you could be animals? Everdell. I think I already mentioned Everdell. Super fun. Um, Really weird, beautiful gameplay. There's some really great ones. Um, Two more that I mentioned, I'm so sorry. Uh, If you want to learn... Have you ever thought about like a game that you want to learn with? Terraforming Mars and Wingspan. Yeah. Those two creators took whatever whatever making plants is called, uh, <laughs> whatever okay. that is, and ornithology. Somehow I knew that word, but not <laughs> planting things, uh, and turned them into board games. And yeah. somehow they're like incredible gameplay mechanics. I don't I don't understand how they're that good. Uh, I have Terraforming Mars, and it shouldn't be exciting, and it's great. So awesome. there's a bunch. Perfect. Yeah. Great. This pile
1: of boxes is about to topple over. <laughs> oh the gosh, there's so many. Goodness.
0: Oh man. Wait, here's uh, 12 more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay, stack on top.
0: <laughs> In- incredible. I think this is this episode will be a good primer for people on board games. I think I wanna try like legitimately I'm like I d I want wanna bust out Firefly and learn how to play it. Who knows? Maybe we have another episode we talk about some more or something. You mentioned the I was hinting at the one that matters. I don't know how how far along you are into it or what you want to say, but what are you working on? Do you want to? Oh, that's right. That's the segue. I missed it completely. <laughs> the one that matters. I was like, oh, I don't know,
2: the best game ever. I don't know.
0: The one... Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um,
2: that's fair. So, yeah, yeah. I guess I should. So, yeah, we've we've started working on some games. Uh, my wife and I and my friend uh, Billy. Sorry, Billy, if you're listening to this, I forgot your name for half a second. Um, <laughs> uh, our company is called Third Act Games, uh, and if you look that up, you won't find anything because this is our League of month, and uh, we're we're, catch, we're playing catch-up a little bit. Uh, and we've got, I'll just mention two games specifically because we've only got two that are really ready to go. We've got a bunch down the road. i uh, have <laughs> got a bunch that we're working on, um, but we've got one launching that we're, prob- we're we're hoping to launch in June, July. Now, I've been told never ever to say your date when you're not ready. Too bad. I said it. Uh, which is called Town, which is a card game. So I'm going to skip over that one because that's a card game, not a board game. But no, I mean, keep. We're, gonna, we're hoping to bring that one to Janicon. It's a, it's Expect a, it's a the card fun. game
1: episode yeah. uh, in July, maybe. For sure, for sure. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, will, I won't even say anything about that
2: right now. Um, but one, we're looking at launching next fall because there are months and there are, there are good months to launch board games and bad months to launch board games. And uh, it's a sarcastic look at working at a restaurant called Check, Please. I won't say too much about it because... We're still polishing some of our major elements to it. Uh, we, we've doing a lot of playtests. We've played the game, I think, 32 times now. Um, works great, but it is uh, a stressful, a very stressful semi-worker placement uh, game where you are seating guests and taking orders and dropping off food and trying to catch up at all times while worrying about guests leaving the restaurant or yourself just quitting the game entirely. Oh, cool. uh, meant Meant to be a very annoyingly stressful experience for those who have worked in a restaurant. Um, but one of those, one of those games that'll beat you down and you want to say, yeah, I want to play that again. I think I can win this time. Yeah. So that's the one to look out for. It's called check please third act games launching sometime in the fall. Feel free to wait a month and then look
1: us up because then we'll have more information out, but
2: we'd love to follow because we're going to be launching on everything on Kickstarter. Um,
0: Amazing.
1: Awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I got to say knowing nothing about what uh, the game entails. I, I look forward to the Karen encounters and, uh, How that throws the player for a loop. (laughs) We literally have a (laughs) guest. Otherwise, that will be
2: cut out. It's literally, literally one of the guests is just Karen's. So you (laughs) are debt.
1: You are all the money there. All right. I'm out 2020.
0: There's levels of difficulty. The first is like stoner college kids who they don't need anything. We'll eat whatever you give us. Just please make it as greasy, as cheesy as possible. (laughs) All the way up to Karen's who are impossible to please.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You can check out links for that down below in the description. Ryan's been working hard on that. I've been here about this game for a long time, and I'm happy to hear that it is inching ever closer to completion. Look forward to playing it once it's released. Uh, yeah. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been a great conversation, and I, I think there's a lot more in the can if we ever want to continue on with this. Um, Absolutely. So. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let me know. We'll do card games, and we'll all just study right
0: beforehand. Mm-hmm oh i i actually have a lot to say about card games i'm excited about that considering me and uh shout out eggy Carden and, and code synth are kind of working on a silly stupid thing uh if you know final fantasy triple triad just like we're, we're working on that and so hey you know we'll, maybe we'll be we'll have something no just kidding uh but we <laughs> yeah really and,
1: be... and i'm plugging my own game now <laughs> and we're,
0: we're, let's all play each other's card we game. all have games <laughs> No, uh, thank you so much. Wish you the best of luck on that. And I'm excited to like legitimately, like I said, that feeling of just opening up a new, a new game is so much fun. And it is, it would be cool to be like, yeah, we know, we know, I know who made this and, <laughs> and we can play it. So, um, we appreciate it. And, uh, Hey, uh, scrollies, scrollies listeners. What's up? Um, let us know, you know, Hey, go play a board game. What's your favorite board game. Let us know on the discord, both on huge and on the team rat discord servers. I am trying to stream. I am trying to get fiber working and I might also be moving soon. So streams will be back on a schedule and we're going to be starting doing a movie or a TV show. I'm not sure what we're going to be going through on the Discord as well. So look out for that. I am here, of course, with...
1: Heyo, it's Squat Cobbler and I got uh, content up on YouTube. Uh, My life is uh, crazy busy right now, but you can expect a little bit of stability there. Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, more Mario and Rabbids playthroughs going up. And, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully going to steady out soon. <laughs> expect a little more content.
0: All right. Well, thanks again, Ryan. And, all right, Scrollies listeners, we'll see you next week. Bye. See ya. Goodbye, everyone.
2: Indiana Jones physically on a board game. There goes my mic. That's going to sound great <laughs> if you need this audio, and I'm just going <laughs> to leave it in just for you. Um, <laughs>